that, that's going to be an article in one of those women's magazines where you pay fifty, you get paid fifty dollars. Like, my husband's penis got bigger. Jesus Christ, Doc! You disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. Welcome to Science at the Movies, a podcast that looks at the role of science in some of our best loved and most hated movies. I'm Abby. I'm Frida, and this week's movie is Face Off. I want to take his face off. What do you mean? His face off. Off. Yes, his eyes, his nose, his mouth. I want to take it off. Off. Yeah. But first. Yeah. So yeah. Save it. Save <laughs> okay, it. Save okay, it. Okay, save okay. it. I'm save it. Save it. I'm holding it. it. I'm holding it. All right. How you doing? Yeah, I'm okay. Anything to share with the group? <laughs> um, I moved house this week, and I'm very, very tired. <laughs> oh. So everything is still pretty much in boxes. Uh, I did manage to find my microphone, so we could do this, which was good. Um, I have not found most of my other things. <laughs> But this weekend, unpacking. You're leaving yeah. London. I've left London. I'm no longer a Londoner. I was never a Londoner. I'm an Irisher. But uh, I'm no longer London living. I now live in Oxford. I'm now country folk. Yes. <laughs> we drive folk. past fields to go to work. It's great. <laughs> oh. So yay, how are you? I'm pretty good. I just have one. I just... um need to say something so i in the big hero six episode i played it to raf and um he took issue with something because because i was saying that there was something that he had noticed and i said even my eight-year-old son noticed this and he goes even (laughs) you make it sound like i'm stupid How good's that? So, uh, yeah. So I just want to. I'm trying to um, publicly apologize. Be, be to mindful. Son. Well, I just. It's just funny. It's a funny thing. Yeah. The language we use and the kids don't realize mm. that they're kids. But if if he's listening to this as well, he's going to take issue with what I just said as well because he doesn't realize he's a child. Like, <laughs> I remember very distinctively being a little girl and having like crushes on older guys. And being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I remember being like 11 and being like that and not having any sense of how little I was. Yeah. That's something which I remember very well. And I cringe at the thought of like a little girl being like, oh, my God, being aware of a man behavior around a 29-year-old or 25-year-old or whatever it is. And the horror of that is just. Yeah. Or even 13, 14, or just not realizing I'm a baby to these people. Hopefully. Yeah. It should be. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, are we toasting anybody? Uh, we are. I've really not prepared it. I've, this has been a rough week, guys. <laughs> but the you next. You get a free pass. Well, the next country on our list is actually New Zealand, your neighbor. Oh, shit. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, New Zealanders. 
pass us on to your friends. And before we get to the end of the episode, when some of you might turn off, I think we should take this opportunity to ask people to leave us a review. Because that, yeah, then we can be discoverable. Um, but leave us a review. Thanks. Um, yeah, review us. Okay. Should I summarize? <laughs> <laughs> Should we have done a bit for this whole episode where we pretend to be mean? each other? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've tried a bit once before. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> we don't do bits. No. Okay, please do summarize this movie because we need to start talking about it before I actually die. Okay, what can I say about Face Off that you don't already know? This 1997 action thriller from John Woo was the apex of over-the-top 90s action films. Meet good guy and cop Sean Archer, still reeling from the murder of his young son by arch-nemesis and terrorist Castro Troy. Castor Troy and his brother Pollux Troy <laughs> it's totally normal <laughs> plant a bomb to go off after 216 hours Castor Troy is captured but knocked into a coma by a jet engine <laughs> before he can give away the location of the bomb absolutely the only thing left to do is to remove <laughs> Castor Troy's face and replace Archer's own face with her so that he can infiltrate infiltrate the prison keeping Pollux Troy. Well, nothing goes to plan and now Castor Troy is Sean Archer and absolutely nobody alive knows it because Castor Troy has taken care of that. But everything works out fine in the end. Sean Archer gets his face back and a replacement son to boot. No harm done. No harm done. The women are okay. <laughs> no women were harmed in the making of this movie. None. None at all. And they actually should have had at the end of the movie. They should have had a disclaimer. No women were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> oh, right. I don't. I, so I, I just decided that as I was. Um, watching the movie I was writing comments and I looked at my comments and I'm like I don't know how else I can talk about how I feel about the yeah. movie other than to literally read out my comments and then I gave sort of mentioned to you when you mentioned that you had comments as well so would you like to read out sort of various brain farts that, that I, I have so many freedom <laughs> just, just just go, go. okay first thing first John Travolta and Nicolas Cage I mean god Damn it, Frida, what more do you want from a movie? Lots, actually. <laughs> um, just, just read them out. Frida, this movie yeah. is 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Stop it. 92%. Stop it. 92%. What's 91%, I wonder? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I read an article that said it was originally supposed to be a futuristic sci-fi movie and it made me feel a lot better about a lot of stuff that was happening. <laughs> I I saw that in a couple of interviews too, but John John Woo was like, mm, I nah, think I'll screw make it. it. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Alright, read your com- read some comments. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. I do have one best bit and it's Nicolas Cage dancing in his priest outfit, head banging. No. 
<laughs> just, she's no, no, not up for this just shit right now. Thought, okay. So um, the scene when he's on the plane at the start and the flight attendant, she's in a fucking turtleneck in a pantsuit. How do you not know she's not a flight attendant? And that's oh, not yeah. me objectifying women. That's because there's no movie where a flight attendant would be in a pantsuit and a fucking turtleneck. What are you doing? I, I wrote, she's not an FBI agent at all. <laughs> yeah. That's what um, I wrote. At all. I had things about <laughs> Tito. The, just the whole thing that Tito had to be like a plucky sidekick, the, the pump up the drama kind of quip stuff, where he basically just like his lines are like, God damn it, Sean. Well, Sean, <laughs> looks like Elva's done left the building. Sean, it's a suicide mission. It's just like, he was just there to <laughs> totally. add like, the dramatic effect line or something. And how about his boss, whose job was just to storm in and be like, God damn it, Sean. I'm pulling the plug on this thing. He actually reminds me of in Spider-Man, J.K. Simmons' character, the editor of the, oh, yeah. the newspaper. Yes. Just, that was the vibe I got of him. I was trying to track how many times they said, God damn it, and then I just gave up. It's just, it's just God damn it. God damn it. Um, and there's, in terms of my, these are my random ones, and it's what you just said at the end of the summary. It's like, and now we've replaced Michael because that's how grief works. And it's like their dog died. And after a suitable amount of time, dad brings home a new stray dog and they call him Mikey too. And everyone acts like it's not fucking weird. <laughs> and and he doesn't ask his wife. His wife's like, okay. And yes. <laughs> it's sure. okay. You can replace our son with a new son. With the son of the man like the- who murdered our son. Sure. It's like this knowing smile of like, Okay, you can have what you want, honey. I know this is what you need. Okay. okay. All right. These are my these are my ones about face off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we start with in the thread of what's actually happening here. We start with here's a list of all the reasons why I shouldn't do this absolutely mental thing. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> like what? All right. <laughs> like you what? Also, he is the absolutely last person in the entire world who would be mentally stable enough to do this right now. Like, out of all the agents you could pick, that would be like, hey, we need someone to go undercover. It's like, oh yeah, let's pick the dude who, you know, he murdered your son and you're clearly not fucking okay. But I think the thing is like, he's so obsessed with Cursed Troy that he like, knows him very well he's like becomes him he's so obsessed with him over the last few years that he knows enough about him to pass off and like when pollux is like oh you're not you're not cursed to try why would pollux suspect it's not his brother i mean the ridiculousness of that is whatever Um, but okay he's like tell me what tell me what medication you're on and he knows so much about him that he knows the answer i think that was the thing yeah but there's like just the idea that you would even question it that the person you know would walk in with just someone wearing my brother's face This is the level of my paranoia. <laughs> um, but then on the actual thing, like, I, I just, I just want to say that everything I have written down from here is all in all caps. So I'm just going to read it as I've written it. Harry Potter book five. Yeah. <laughs> How did they change his fucking bone structure? 
What? We're going to get into it. Okay. Taking okay. the faces off, that scene. No, 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 no. How is this completely reversible? Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Did they change their penises? <laughs> Plot Blood- hole. Plot hole. A blood type is the only way to tell what the fuck. He couldn't have told her like one single story of their life together. Yeah, no, maybe go in with that. He says, maybe go in with the weird face touching. Like he says nothing. He's just, I'm not castered. I'm not like, I very clearly physically embody this person who killed your son, but I'm not him. I'm actually your husband. So you just have to trust me that I'm actually your husband, but it's okay. Cause you can check by blood type. And at no point is he like, hey, remember all of these things about our lives that only I could possibly fucking know. Yeah. He just leaves her there terrified. And then she actually does question it. And she thinks like, oh, maybe, maybe she finally realizes, hey, my husband's entire personality has changed completely. His and penis got much bigger. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. His penis changed. Lucky me. Because she was just like, lucky me. Th- that's going to be an article in one of those women's magazines where you pay fifty, you get paid fifty dollars. Like my husband's penis got bigger. But this, but she she wakes up right and she's like, oh, I maybe out of whatever level of curiosity has been instilled in her to want to check the fucking blood, she then wakes up with this realization in her brain that potentially this man sleeping next to me is not my husband, which means that I've just been essentially raped by the man who murdered my son and I'm just going to pop off to the hospital and leave him alone with my teenage daughter. Oh. Not essentially, literally, exactly. Right. (sighs) And then at the end, why is she just at home? Why isn't she in the hospital with him? Why is she just sitting at home waiting for him to... And then you get the silhouette of him coming across. And there's mist and smoke for some inexplicable reason. (laughs) And then he walks through the door with the smile, the John Travolta smile. And she's just like, my husband's back. And I'm like, at that point, are you not in a situation where you go, I can either live with the face of the man who killed my son... Or the man who was my husband, but now actually is technically the face of the man who raped me. Oh, shit. And she's just sitting at home going, yay, my husband's home with our new son. I just, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's my face off comments. I have action movie comments as well. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to read my comments. Yeah. <laughs> These are just, just in order. Like, okay. I wrote from the start of the movie, excuse me, what is hot about a child molesting priest? First thing. <laughs> and then I wrote box of drugs, box of drugs. And then my comment was falling on concrete because they all seem to just fall on concrete. <laughs> They're falling on concrete. This is like my falling on pipes, bouncing off pipes trope. And then I wrote, the next hundred years, which is great. And then I wrote, why is this movie so rapey? And then drinking water with a gun in his hand, then jumping sideways with a gun. What is this place with the mirrors? Okay, enough with the mirrors. Why are there pigeons? He's throwing (laughs) pigeons at him. 
A boat. Oh, I think I'm getting into this. Water skiing with his shoes. Flying through oh, the yeah. air in front of a boat. In slow-mo. What is this movie? A spear gun. Zoom in on a spear gun. Nick Cage's eyes. More spear gun. More eyes. Face touching. Stop face touching. Yes, I've replaced my dead son. Movie over. <laughs> Beautiful. That was just one of my comments. Yeah, and your action comments, because my action comments are like, First of all, in the beginning, like he has some sawn-off shotgun, and he, and he, you know, it's a Newton's first law was already violated in the yeah. first five minutes, where he shoots him, and the guy just mysteriously jumps back a hundred yards. <laughs> He's fine. Oh, um, it's just like there's just <sighs> <clears throat> at the beginning with the plane. How can how can he see inside the window of the fucking plane from the car? Like how can he see inside the window? I was like, oh, he's got her. No, we have to we have to veer off. How are you saying inside the fucking window? Everything about the 90s explosion graphics is just amazing where they show you the crash from multiple angles. Do you remember when we did like the net mini-sode and um, we we're saying about the plane crash and that as well? <laughs> where it's like eyes. they repeated. There's, you see it crash in and then they go, they, they reverse in time and show you it from a different angle crashing in again. It's just like... <laughs> How many times do we need to see this crashing into the wall? It's like they just want to get like their money's worth. And what? Um, how, why was there fireworks? Where did they so come many from? fireworks. So many questions. And, yeah. Yeah. This movie as well. Like there was three shootout scenes where it was just like the first one. No logic or continuity as to how anyone got to any position. It was like, is he up? Is he down? He's behind you. No, now he's up on top. How did he get there? He was just there two seconds ago. Now he's over there. It's just like that line then as well. It's like, we have one thing in common. We both know our guns. (laughs) What? (laughs) On that standoff where they have their guns and they move their arms again. You know how much those actors were loving that standoff. (laughs) You know how much that that scene is forever ingrained in my memory from the very first time I saw this movie, which I can't remember when it was, but it's always there. And how about that standoff at the end with like seven people (gasps) and how much their eyes, it's like eyes, gun, eyes, eyes, gun, eyes looking down, eyes looking down, eyes up, eyes down. I was like (laughs) in the standoff too. And the other shootout, first of all, you've got the shootout in the apartment where there's a child present and the police are still like, just like there's no chill in the police from the recognition that there is a fucking child in the building which they very clearly know there's a child there and they're still shooting everything and then you have that one at the end with the Mexican standoff one and it's just like why is why are they such terrible shots at each other everybody else is dead everyone else is very easily killed because there's a body count going on here but they can't kill each other they miss every single time it's like they're sharpshooters for everything else and then they hit each other and they're like, no, stormtroopers aim suddenly. <laughs> yeah, and they shoot, that shootout as well, all it made me think was um, Enemy of the State. That scene at yeah, the end Yeah, I, I was just going to make the reference. So now that we've talked about the action stuff, we can just bring in a quick John Woo because he was known for genre films, action genre films in the Hong Kong film industry. That was his, and he has some Hollywood crap under his belt, you know, as well. Um, Mission Impossible 2, Broken Arrow, and this. Um, so that's... <laughs> I don't know if... I think this movie is... There's so much about this movie that is so repulsive to me that I never picked up on before that it was so offensive to me that I was like, this movie is disgusting. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't help but just 
enjoy it by the end of it like you know I always fall asleep in action films I always say that yeah yeah I didn't hear I I was at the edge of my seat weirdly yeah it's like but it's terrible it's terrible but it's golden at the same time it's like it's yeah it's magical <laughs> just and like, something which okay I, i've pegged this because nicholas cage acting okay this is both both this is both the best and the worst thing is nicholas cage acting like john travolta trying to be like nicholas cage <laughs> in prison and he's like crying because he doesn't want to hurt people he's like weeping yeah. This is like Nicolas Cage and the fact that Nicolas Cage is trying to do an over-the-top Nicolas Cage and then John Travolta is trying to do a Nicolas Cage better than Nicolas Cage is trying to do John Travolta being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I don't even know. And John Travolta is being Nicolas Cage trying to be John Travolta, but he's not. Like, whatever. I- I'm getting really confused right now. But, but Nicolas Cage is like, how can I do a Nicolas Cage? But like... It's not good. It's There's so many interviews with both of them being like, I'd really get in the mind of the other one. You know, imitate each other's <laughs> walk. I'm like, it's, it isn't good. It's awful. I so thought John Travolta was great. <laughs> but I don't know that I, I don't know that I thought he, I don't know that I thought that what he was doing was great in terms of, the thing is, I, both of their characters were fine as like, Nicolas Cage being John Travolta and John Travolta being Nicolas Cage. I just don't know if I believe that the, like, Nicolas Cage was Castor Troy and that John, and that John Travolta was Sean Archer in the first place. Like, I don't believe their initial characters, but I believe oh. their portrayal of each other's characters. <laughs> John Travolta playing that, like, over-the-top kind of, like, oh, um, my God. suave, the next cheeky years. guy. Yeah. And then Nicolas Cage being that like emotional kind of broken man thing. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I just don't believe that they're, I don't see the crossover. <laughs> oh, people um, love this movie, Frida. We're going to get slated. I don't know if they do. I think people think that they do. And then yeah. they watch it again and they're like, this is terrible. Hello, the, fa- the, the face touching. The, the, what the hell? No, is you, can't, no thing we with can't, the you can't. You can't. You can't. Wait. Okay. We wait. All right. Sorry. <laughs> cast i just you know there's a few people in this movie that are not used in any way but like i love them and so i'll mention them these are people in the movie that do nothing because nobody does anything apart from nicholas cage and John yes. there's no room for anyone else margaret cho what are you doing here what are you doing here you're the funniest person ever why are you here she's also that the one pre- terrible line where she's like oh did you get the stick out of your butt it's like who says that to their butt what is wrong with you and they're all like what a boys club and that's you're one of us the boys uh, john carroll lynch is like really one of my favorite character actors and he is the prison guard again like but he's oh, in a lot okay. of stuff where he does absolutely yeah. nothing he's a, he does he does stuff where he's amazing and then he does stuff where he does nothing. Right. But he's such a... I love him. Do you know? He's from Fargo. I just... I'm watching The Americans again and he does a great thing in, Amer- in The Americans season two. Okay. Anyway, another one that I saw that popped up here is Matt Ross. Matt Ross is from Big Love. He plays uh, the detestable Albie and he plays like... He's like a not he's like a not anonymous fbi agent he's like not an extra but he's not he doesn't okay. do much he's an fbi agent and then you 
And then there's um, Gina Gershon is obviously, yeah. <laughs> but she, she, she's so melodramatic. When you left, you never looked back. <laughs> I love her. She <laughs> is Lieutenant Melanie Hawkins on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, nothing. I, I just mean, love her. I just love her. I think she's so badass. Not um, necessarily this movie. She's badass as Hawkins, but I just love I, her anyway. I've never seen it. She's so over the top. Uh, and then she has like a, a brother, sister. They have like a weird kiss on the Yeah. Mouth. Yeah, that was hilarious. Those actors are very proud as well of the fact that they came up with it themselves and they were like, well oh, we just thought their relationship would be really weird. So it's just like, okay, <laughs> cool. The movie had a lot of like, it happened so quickly, so much weird shit that it didn't, you didn't have time to process. That was the trick of the movie. You didn't have any time to process anything before the yeah. next weird thing happened. Okay. Then, um, Alessandro Nivola hmm. Pollux. First, I wrote Pollux sounds like Samantha Jones from Sex and the City. But then yeah. I realized upon reflection that he talks like the Thermians from Galaxy Quest. <gasps> what? I didn't get that at Gosh, all. You didn't? What did, <laughs> what did you get from Pollux? I just, no, I just looked him up. Um, when I was just looking at the cast and I saw a picture of Alessandro Nivola and I was like, I don't want to objectify anyone, but he is a fox. And he's yeah. married to Emily Mortimer, who I love. So oh, I just, really? Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh. Yeah. Is there, is there any other cast members you want to highlight? Uh, just CCH Pounder because um, hashtag my James Redhorn. Oh, another James Redhorn. Yeah, she plays Hollis. And yeah, she's just, she's like, and the thing is when we do like, um, like, or hashtag my James Redhorn, we don't normally have many female characters, like female actors. Oh, she is a James Redhorn. Yeah. yeah right. You know? And it's like, well, our James Redhorns are always guys. And I just, she popped up and I was just like 100% hashtag my James Redhorn. Um, she's, she's been in James stuff Redhorn. like Avatar, Warehouse 13, ER, The Shield, Sons of Anarchy, mm. NCIS, New Orleans, which... Is no longer available in the UK, and I'm very upset about it because I want to watch it. Loretta, she, she's a great, I love her. I think she's like, great. she's a great like consultant character, like yeah. Secret Service. Yeah, she her first IMDb credit is from 1979, and I swear to God, she looks the exact same. <laughs> she's just her. She's just ageless. I'm sure she has aged, but you know who knows. <laughs> um. Those, is that all the cast people? Yep. Okay. I think that it's time to talk about the themes. And initially I wrote, I don't know what the fuck to say about this. Like, what <laughs> themes? But listen to this, Abby. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Themes. So next week we're finishing off our Philip K. Dick miniseries with A Scanner Darkly. What is one yes. of the big themes of Philip K. Dick's books? Reality. Identity. Identity. identity and i was like ah. how appropriate <laughs> maybe the Very theme good. of this movie is identity <laughs> and that fits in really well with our current mini series <laughs> what do you think of that <laughs> it's an exploration think, on identity yes it, it is an exploration on identity sure <laughs> sure <laughs> Do you have anything to say about the themes of this movie apart from blowing shit up and falling on concrete and having bottomless magazines or I think the theme of this movie was like 
hey, wouldn't it be fun to get two famous actors to try to play each other? Let's do it. Although there's a bit of claustrophobia in it, I guess. Like the fear of like losing. Yeah, I think you're right. Identity. The fear of losing your own identity. Because I found all the scenes with Nicolas Cage in the prison very uncomfortable to watch. Because I was just like the claustrophobic feeling of being trapped in that situation. and You can't get out of it. So, yeah, yeah, I found it uncomfortable to watch as well, but probably for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> just was like cringe, cringe, cringe. <laughs> All right, let's let's go straight. I mean, is there any point in doing a tropes but like <laughs> let's do a trope section. Oh. I just accidentally said my trope. God damn it. Oh, no. Tropes. Abby, what welcome to our first section. Trope of the week, Abby. Is there a trope? Yeah, singular? I, I legitimately tried to find if there was a name for this trope. I did. I scoured for it and I couldn't find the actual name for it. But you've said, you you brought it up a while ago. And it's, you will know me by this gesture. <laughs> I just, I couldn't. As soon as he did it at the start, as soon as he did it to the child's face at the start, I was like, oh, okay, this is how they'll know it's him. It's our family this thing. Face toucher. It, it could only be him that could touch the face. Like, yeah, Pollock's brother can't figure out that it's his brother by the fact that he has his fucking face. But you'll know that it's definitely not your husband by the face touchy. No. No. No, just nerd of, the, nerd of the face touching. It's just Stop so obvious. Stop face touching. What are you touching? Also, like now that I think about it, Curse to Troy did see him touch his son's face like that. Maybe it's enough oh, of a psychopath well, yeah, to pick up on it. Oh, God. Face. Oh, anyway, what was yours? Mine was bottomless magazines. Why and how are they always carrying so many magazines? It's like when they have what? the fights. Effort to stick in the gun, not actual magazines. Oh! <laughs> Abby. Magazines. Vogue. I'm sorry, my weekly. brain doesn't immediately go to gun clip. <laughs> Vanity Fair. Where are they storing them? I'm like, oh, look at them in all those cosmos. <laughs> no. Magazines. No, they're... As they're having the fights, they're constantly refilling, refilling, yeah. refilling. I'm like, where, where, the back of your pants, down your pants. Yeah. And the other thing that I had was just slow motion. It's very tropey. Mm. Every introduction to Nicolas Cage, like the first few character bits as you're getting introduced to him, is like slow motion. <sighs> anyway, those were the tropes. I think it's kind of glorious, though. I'm so... I, I, I found Nicolas Cage like the 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 molesting of the women. Oh, and his weird facial expression. When but he that was another groped. touch thing. That was another gesture thing. You know that Nicolas Cage touches the girl's ass. John Travolta touches the face, or like Sean Archer does the face. <laughs> Caster is the ass toucher, which is why when like <laughs> when the like Cage in Travolta touches the secretary's ass it's like oh that's very out of character and makes that <laughs> and makes that horrible face like he's ejaculating <laughs> oh god i was just who is his actor you're terrible i'm sorry nicholas cage is painful he's awful <laughs> all right 
Between you and me, can I say that I have a plan in the future of I have a whole mini series that's just Nicolas Cage? Oh, Christ, what a cracker! <laughs> okay, let's get into science. Although, like, okay. why? Okay, science. There's there's like a couple of different environments, but one science environment, which is the hospital or this place where they perform the surgery. Any comments about this place where they just, perform the surgery at all? What do you think broke. of it? Yeah. All I wrote down was in capital letters, fantastical bullshit. That was it. <laughs> it was that like was that viewing the Jurassic Park ride where they like yeah. see the window and it's like, look at all these people doing their thing. <laughs> Everyone yeah. just stand by and watch. Watch what? What, what are you doing? Watching. Oh, no. All right. So that's the hospital environment. And then the other environment, which isn't science environment or whatever, but we can just make fun of it, is the prison with the magnetic boots. <laughs> just well where's this place is it brilliant or is it the stupidest thing ever in the whole world i mean i guess like in some ways it's brilliant but then also like what are the effects of that and it's and it's always on they're always locked down yeah which means there's constant magnetic fields well, being they're not generated. Always, I think the boots are very heavy and it stops them from being able to walk around, but they only lock them oh. down if something's happened. Which oh, okay. brings me to my point is that everyone is a purple dot. I, I, I couldn't see how they could tell who was it. who. They look at all the purple dots and they're just like, there's a lot of purple dots moving fast. This purple dot is doing that. How do they know what is who's what? It's like the Marauders map somewhere, somewhere on there. The purple dot has a name. And a little, a little flag, cast a Troy. Yeah. yeah, a little flag going around. It's like the Marauders map, classic. Exactly. Oh, thank you very much. Um, there you go, fixed it. That's the prison, and I. There's no. This is an environment, but I just had a question about whether or not a merry-go-round is a great place to assassinate someone or not. Why? It doesn't strike me as the best place if you want to aim at somebody. Personally. Because yeah. <laughs> they are. Is that how assassinations work? Do they pick really public areas where someone's on a merry-go-round with their child? Going round and round and round. He's like, God damn it, I had a good shot. Here it comes again. Oh, God damn it, I had a great shot. Here it comes again. Oh, fuck, 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 damn it. Like the fact that he wouldn't even just wait for the guy to step off the merry-go-round. Get off the merry-go-round. standing there. And he's like, whoops. Yeah, you know. classic. <laughs> I keep saying classic. Classic what? Classic <laughs> madness? I think it's classic. ironic. Okay, scientists. We have one scientist and that's Nazi doctor, Malcolm Walsh. And my favorite thing about Nazi doctor. Did you just doctor, say Nazi doctor? Yeah, good old Mangler okay. Walsh. The, my favorite bit is that when Castor Troy wakes up without a face and they drag the doctor, the doctor goes, what do you want? <laughs> Not, how are you awake? What do you want? Oh, what do you think he wants? <laughs> I'm sorry. So this may be to do with your face. Yeah, just maybe my face back. What do you want? What what could you be missing that you might want? Uh, just can't quite put my finger on what you might want that you don't currently have on you. Mm. 
Maybe if I just look a away, because you're look, you know, I just I'm a little bit distracted by your appearance right now. So if I could just focus maybe over there, I'll just it might come to me. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's do this shit. Let's get into science. The way I've organized okay. it is just to go through, I guess, chronologically. Yeah. I just figure it chronologically because of cool. what we see going on. And yeah. so I'll start with the, well, start with the surgery elements. So just a couple of things I wanted to cover. The first one is surgical tool that they used, the laser scalpel. Oh, it looks kind of like a pen, but Abby, I'm paying a lot of attention, which I've been accused of not paying attention in the past. But in Big Hero 6, you mentioned plasma um, scalpels. And so you mentioned it, and here, electrosurgical tools actually make an appearance. So I looked up what it is and how it works, and I found out that most laser scalpels are use a CO2 laser that produces a <clears throat> invisible beam. Thank you very much. But movies <laughs> love visible lasers, whatever. Oh, yeah. And they vaporize the water that's found in the skin. That's, that's how it cuts, and it's very, very, very yeah. precise. So it's real. It's cool. So whatever. whatever. Yeah. They did something real. Well done. Congratulations. Good job, Pesa. Yeah. Um, and, well, that's the laser scalpel. And, got, well, there's actually plenty of lasers in this. There's a lot of lasers happening. It's like they almost were like, let's just throw lasers in. No one seems to know what they do anyway. We'll yeah. pretend they do everything. <laughs> like 3D printing. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Sorry, because I'm, I'm like, I think I'm going to just basically repeat what you've just said. Um, because, yeah, I couldn't understand why this kept coming up as a 3D printing of a body part, because they're not 3D printing anything. What like are they, they doing? When they're doing the ear thing, like they're not 3D printing it because they're using lasers. So yeah, it it's not a printer material where they're... Like a 3D printer works by using a material and following a pattern and building on and building it up. Layer they're not layer. building it up. They have what looks like a block and they're using lasers to cut something out of it. So it looks oh. a bit more kind of like... Um, it looks a bit more like they must have some sort... It's like something to do with tissue engineering and they must have some sort of biological material in a block and then they use these laser cutters or laser scalpels of some sort to try to shape it into what the ear is. And I did look it up and there is a process called laser microtomy and it uses a femtosecond laser to deliver pulses of near infrared light. And then the whole setup works so that you have high intensity, but low energy is being delivered. And that allows you to cut a sample of biological material without causing any thermal damage. And you, they use it to prepare thin biological samples and stuff. So I guess in theory, you could envision a setup where you, if you have a block of biological tissue that you can then use these lasers to cut a shape of an ear out of. So, I mean, maybe in principle oh, it could work. Oh, shit. First but... I was like, you're assuming what they're doing makes sense, which is a big assumption that we're trying to yeah. figure out what, what, what <laughs> must have they been doing. But so maybe they like took a block of flesh from elsewhere in the surgery and turns it into an ear for that guy? I don't know, because like, cause it's quite Ugh. thick. So it would, I guess it would have to be like some sort of like lab-grown biological material bum. or something. Well, or... 
it'd have to be or biocompatible material in some way because like you uh-huh. can 3d print using biocompatible materials so no i thought the 3d printer was like shooting filament like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> it was like just well shoot. that was the thing because it was it's like you said it was just it was you know, like, shooting red it. and blue lasers why are you using red and blue lasers like a 3d printer literally it's like it's like i don't know it's like if you're piping a fucking cake or something <laughs> you know you have a tube with a filament and it melts it and as the as it's melting and comes out you can shape it and then it sets <laughs> it's like, so what is happening this is not a printer you have lasers that's not how lasers work stop using lasers like this but i did i 3d printing organs because i wasn't yeah. as astute as you i just accepted that they were 3d printing organs and somehow just shooting yeah. filament um that was red and blue and it was like came out purple but um 3d printed organs are something that is very far away because mm. um it's printed structures it is very difficult to connect printed structures to the vascular system yeah. that carries blood throughout our bodies yeah and that's a really big point in the movie because it seems like they just kind of massage the face on they they're just, just stuck pressing it, on. it. Just glue. <laughs> and that brings us straight to the next bit which is the fucking face transplant i'm just gonna sit back because <laughs> of course there are facial transplants like people that you know have burns or things like that there wouldn't be any lasers involved. I mean, it doesn't need to be lasers. You know why? Because the whole thing is about sewing blood vessels and nerves so that the face would actually not just be necrotic tissue on your head. <laughs> Wait, tell me what necrotic means. Dying, dead, rotting. Oh, okay. Oh, lovely. Because <laughs> the blood, the lifeblood mm, has to hot. be, you know... S- I know it's hot. Lifeblood has to be able to access your face so that it works to do the thing. And so it would be a very, very long process of sewing everything together. Mm. And here's something else, right? Is that the person whose face, and let me see, I say this right. The person and the person whose face they are getting need to be a complete blood and tissue oh. match <gasps> i don't really but Frida, I, I, it's the whole plot of the movie that they've the whole blood. plot of the movie that they're different blood type <laughs> caster is a b and archer is o negative i, I there mean you go. you've the, you've i'm look the whole movie just falls down now. falls apart like everything falls apart you nothing receive, just be like everything a, else was totally possible but now you've just just Not like the- any organ, just like any organ, your body would reject it. It needs to be a complete match. Not just blood. Because yeah. there's also a tissue match. There's several blood tests. It's like a, you have to, you know, you can't be, <clears throat> I mean, tissue match is something I don't really understand, but you cannot be 100% tissue match to anybody. Right. Um, you have to be, you're, everyone's unique, but um, unless you're identical twins, but you have like a, a, a certain po- a number of points matching to be a tissue match. And, and in order to get an organ, it's like maximum. Okay. You know, what the fuck? Um, and so they're different. Like, it's impossible. I think that's, is that because there's a weird thing, not a weird thing, but it's like something that you don't really think about. But skin is technically an organ, right? Of co- 
it's our biggest yeah. organ. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just complete madness. <laughs> it completely falls apart. And that's a massive plot hole. Like, it's on a plot hole. Yeah, it falls apart on that matter, but it falls apart on something else as well, Abby, that I need to bring up. Please. Okay, I do. Is John Travolta's bum chin. <laughs> and I'm not going to say butt chin. I don't want to say butt is a stupid American word. John Travolta's bum chin. Explain to me how Castor Troy, Nicholas' face is so long. He looks like it's constantly in mourning, but somehow <laughs> his face can be stretched over John Travolta's bone structure and still somehow look long. Defies all science, all physics. The movie completely falls apart on the basis of the bum chin. But but this was the thing. I was like the entire bone structure, like how John Travolta's face is very clearly a lot bigger than Nicholas Cage's. So what, did they shave down all of his bone structure so that he could fit into Castor Troy? And then when they made him back to him, did they just like rebuild new bone stuff, implants on top of him to make his face the same shape that it was before? And then when they do that, how is it perfect? Well, funny you mentioned that because you can actually get a bum chin implant. It's a thing. I looked into it. First, I was like, what's the science of a bum chin? Well, it's a cleft chin. A a cleft chin um, that happens at birth. Well, before birth, excuse me. The two sides of the lower jaw don't completely fuse together during fetal development. That's what causes a bum chin. Oh, you can fill in a bum chin or you can remove or you can get a bum chin why would Depend- you want to get a bum chin because i don't know like some surgeon had a website where he offered it what can i say <laughs> it, it's a sign of beauty in some cultures <laughs> i don't know um the usual way to fill in a bum chin is just to fill uh, to remove a bum chin is just to fill in the dimple right you fill in with a bit like that you can maybe 3d 3d print a little bit yeah <laughs> so the 3d printer a little bit to chuck there in the dimple. Um, to add a bump in, the surgeon removes some soft tissue b- below where the dimple will be. And if there isn't enough soft tissue around, the surgeon might have to remove some bone. Nonetheless, both procedures might take up to several months before you see the result. Because of swelling and everything. Yes. Yeah, it's the whole thing. How is he just ready immediately? Well, because yeah. it's magic. Like organ transplant, a face transplant would take months yeah. to heal from. But they only have 10 days before the bomb goes off. <laughs> we only have 10 days before I the can't bomb remember goes off. How many off. days it was? What was it? 10, 6, 12, something like that. Um, 216 hours. Is that like nine days? I don't 216 know. hours. Because that's hey, the normal Siri, time you said on a how bomb. How many days is 216 hours? It's nine days. It's nine days. <gasps> there we go. Um, I asked that's a doctor friend nice. just about the comment because we're, we're sort of dumb to that. The comment about, um, hey, the healing can be really quickly with these new anti-inflammatories we have. And I was trying to research that because anti-inflammatories I I use after surgery for analgesic purposes, I think, for pain relief. Actually, Mm. and and anti-inflammatories, as I was reading, well, it was like non-steroidic anti-inflammatories, NSIDs, Mm. um, stop inflammation. 
But sometimes that can slow down healing because inflammation is a really important part of healing. Oh, okay. Um, but I asked my, my doctor friend, I was like, can you just help me with that? Like, um, that statement about the healing is better because of anti-inflammatories. And she was like, let me just say that they got the words right, but that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find any sense for like why it would take so quick to heal. It's such a classic thing, isn't it? Where they're just like, Hey, anti, like it's like someone just went, Face transplant, swelling, anti-inflammatories, reduce swelling, heals. Put them together. That's the whole movie is that they just, there's this bit and then they give you a little like explanation that's like one second and then you're you're distracted already by the next thing. Your mind is like moved on. Yeah. So we're going into it. When you're watching the movie, you're like, really? Oh, the next thing is happening. So you're like... Who that's cares? the trick that's how they caught you that's how he kept you on the edge of the seat Frida yeah, that's why you then, didn't fall asleep kept uh, throwing I, shit at you I kept throwing exactly throwing shit at me that I was like what 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 because <laughs> the next thing that they do is the microchip in the larynx oh, yeah. <laughs> which is so bullshit that I thought I just was like I don't even know where to begin but it made me wonder like why do we have a voice how are our voices oh. different before I go into that, do you have any comments about the microchip in the larynx? No. <laughs> I think I had a moment where I kind of went curious and then just my brain was just, I just can't, I can't, there's too next, much going on here. The next thing, exactly, exactly. But I do <laughs> yeah. remember when I was a young person and I saw this movie and I loved it because I loved John Travolta when I was little. That that line, <clears throat> I could eat a peach for hours. I remember repeating, like, after I saw the movie, I was, like, repeating that line a lot. I could eat a peach for hours. A lot. And my mum was like, shh. And I was like, what? So why that line? I could eat a peach for hours. But why would they choose that? Why was that line chosen? Because this movie is (laughs) broken. I mean, it's like... This movie cannot get through a single scene without being awful about women. That's why. Right. Because they were like, okay. oh, I think it's been approximately 90 seconds until we were disgusting about women. So better throw that in. I think that it's kind of that. Even like the hacking, even the hacking thing where they like hack. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, his little uh, CD, floppy disk bullshit, whatever it is, um, that they Pollux's thing has like a woman emoji avatar oh, like moaning I, ah. it's like even that i must shit. have missed like, even that I, there's so much stuff that i think every time i must have put my head down to write down a note i just missed something and i just thought of something else you know when he's he's putting the code in to deprogram the bomb and every time he presses his finger on a button there's a little flame did you notice that yeah. a little detail it's like these like hell flames it's like programmed into the buttons. And that's kind of what I keep talking oh about. Why terrorists have so much extra time to, to design these fantastic <laughs> graphics. <laughs> these graphical elements for their bombs. They're like, yeah. wouldn't it be really cool if when, when you put the code in, it was like little flames. It's like, <laughs> how long did it take until they deployed that feature? And they were like, oh, give me, uh, I need another three months to deploy your little Also, like, what's, flames. what's the logic behind it? It's like, if your plan is to set off the bomb, then you don't want someone to come and put the code in. So why would you then have little flames when you're putting the code in that stops the bomb? <laughs> what? <laughs> At least have it when you're setting it up so you can be like, hey, hey, flame, hey, hey, flame. Hey, flame. <laughs> 
<laughs> why do if you don't want it if you plan like why do you have a keypad at all if you just want the pump to go <laughs> why 216 hours I mean, right why are you everything why is it so far ahead uh, I have a question. Did John Travolta wear three-piece suits with the vests the whole way or only when he was cast to Troy? Do you remember? I don't, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I had another question where Troy. I was like, doesn't John Travolta own a tracksuit? Like, you know, when he comes back from hospital, I just was like, do you have a tracksuit? Are you always in a three-piece suit or this like weird dad outfit? <laughs> Dad anyway, whatever. I Sorry, digress. Yeah, microchip. <laughs> microchip in the larynx. What gives us a unique voice? So my only intention with this was like a microchip in the larynx. Whatever. Okay. I just want to say like, why do we have a different voice? Your voice starts in the lungs. Air. There's a, you know, you inhale air and then you exhale air. And that creates an airstream through the trachea and across the larynx. Sorry. Hit my... across the larynx which the larynx is called the voice box sometimes stretched across the larynx are vocal cords as air passes over them the vocal cords vibrate very quickly to produce sounds the higher the rate of vibration the higher the pitch will be right but by themselves the vocal cords just produce a buzzing sound by the way Parts of your body between the vocal cords and the outside world are the things that resonate to turn those buzzing sounds into your unique, your unique, 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 human voice. So there are many different things in your body which make your voice. And every one of those things is unique to each person. Thus, the voice is unique to each person. Amazing. I just love how this podcast takes me down some holes of like, I had never always wanted to know that. Let me yeah. look into it. That's the thing. We get to learn such random little bits about how things work or don't work. That is always like really interesting. And I always like the little, the bits that you bring that I just don't even think of as well. I'm just like, or the bits where I just go, I just can't. My brain just doesn't want to go there. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, stuff. So basically, there's nowhere for you to put a microchip in that can alter this. Do you know what's really funny how they put, they go, oh, this microchip. Well, I guess if, no, of course not. Because even between the larynx and, you know, also, by the way, your voice changes from day to day. If you're sick in the morning, at night, if you are um, throughout your life as well, your voice changes because testosterone changes the length of the vocal cords. But also your women, your your women, your voice will change with your hormone levels. Your voice does does change, but obviously it's Mm -hmm. like unique to you. But we know that things change our voice. Yeah, but between your larynx, your larynx just creates the buzzing. You know, it's everything else that creates your voice. It's the structure of your face. So all that buzzing will change the pitch of your voice maybe the pitch so maybe the pitch would be changed with the microchip it doesn't send out but then the whole structure of their face has changed as well to match the structure of the other person because that's how science works oh your bone structure (laughs) oh your nose maybe your nasal passages and your ears yeah could be could be soft tissue structures ears nose because you know those types that you could do that entire procedure in a couple of hours and then be perfectly healed and just head out being that person immediately afterwards so you'd have your inner inner structures would still be you, your outer your soft tissue structures would be different. 
Mm. Um, but they didn't change the ears. I don't know if you noticed this. They didn't cut around the ears. The ears, well, the ears don't do anything to the voice. What am I even fucking talking about? So the nose, okay, but the, the but that's it. All they did was cut that little piece of the face off at the front, so that you could just be really grossed out by it, and so that you could have that fucking scene. But like, yeah, there was just no. And then, but what? No, I can't. But they also mentioned the the larynx thing and they were like, this can be very easily dislodged. Any cough would dislodge it. And you're like, ooh, I bet this will come in later. Yeah, then they kept choking each other and it didn't <laughs> until the very end. There was a couple of choking scenes where it was like, well, if a cough can dislodge it, surely. But just as one last thing, like, is is because, okay, so they do all the surgery and then Nicolas Cage wakes up without a face, which made me wonder, could you live without a face? <laughs> if so, for how long? <laughs> could you walk around without a face? You would get infections all the time because <gasps> organisms that do not harm us on our skin would have access to tissues and infect it. So you wouldn't survive very long outside right. a, a sterile environment. Um, although I don't know how long it went on for, but the other thing about skin is that it keeps your moisture in, so you would lose a lot of your electrolytes, be very okay. dehydrated. But the main thing is, you would not be able to smoke a cigarette. You have no lips. I can't. I just I have to wait. You have no way. Like you would just be drooling, basically. You... Oh, that's so disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the last thing. I'm sorry. You could not live without a face. You can't live without skin. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you okay? Are you getting a migraine? <laughs> okay. Can we just it, before we move on from the face shit? Is yeah. there is there anything else about the face transplanty stuff that that you science things that you questions you have about it? Oh. <sighs> No. Please say no. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, I just don't. It's it's just, it's, it's all so completely painful. mad. It's so mad. Because it's so mad that, like, they took a procedure that is possible and then just made this completely mental version of it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Have like, you seen like, real face transplants? <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like somebody, what was it, 2012 or 2014? The first actual face transplant? Yeah, like I've been Googling face transplant for a few days now and I just want to say like, poor me. And I'm really excited <laughs> for this to be over. I don't want to Google. Fa- I don't want to Google, can you live without a face? Those aren't the things I want in my search history. For fuck's sake. Really? Face transplants. Oh, oh that you don't want to Google that. Don't Google it. It's a, a level of yeah, human no, misery. No, I'm not going that, like, to, and that's don't... why you did it, and um, I ignored it. <laughs> is there any point in doing a what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yes, because I have one. <laughs> okay. Well, do you? Did you write if one no down? There's no other science. Like, I don't movie? have any more science. <laughs> if you want to do what the fuck, we can do what the fuck. Play the music. Let's get it over and done with. Jesus. What the? Fuck? What the? What the fuck? All right, welcome to our section, what the fuck. All right, Abby, was there a moment in this movie where you were like, what the fuck? (laughs) Okay, fine. There was many, but I had one very, very particular one, okay? Yep. (laughs) I had to put all the rest of them into my stuff all the way throughout. That's why I had a list of comments. That's why I had so many comments. They were all my what the fucks at the start. But I saved one particular one for the what the fuck moment. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. You wake up. You don't know what the fuck is going on. You have bandages all over your face. So your first thought is, oh, I must take these bandages off because that's clearly what you do when you wake up in a hospital. Secondly, why is there nobody in the hospital watching yeah, him? Yeah, that's the He's thing. He's in a coma, fine. There's nobody there no in handcuffs. the entire fucking building. Yeah. But yeah, so he takes them off, realizes his face is missing, starts walking around because that's what you would do after you'd had that kind of an accident. You'd be able to get up and walk around. Sees John Travolta's face floating in something, realizes he has no face, immediately knows what's happened, and immediately knows to call his people and find the doctor to come and put that face on him. Just the entire fucking thing. What the fuck? Sorry. There you go. Yeah. Give me his face. Give me, yeah, give me that guy's face. Um, it's just a, this is like yeah this is logically what's happening here this is clearly what's going on um did you act did you have one did you or are you just gonna i was just gonna movie? say the whole movie but i mean that my like why was there a bottle of sulfuric acid lying around a prison um why were oh, they yeah. electrocuting prisoners in a chair is that electroshock therapy in a fucking chair because <laughs> 1950 to punish them <laughs> Um, my biggest what the fuck was like with the daughter. Oh God. I, I'm sorry. I, that was disgusting. The, the, the <sighs> that was really Firstly, the male gazeness of like the way they shot the daughter, you know, when yeah. she turns around and she looks like, you look at it looking at her face when she's yeah. sitting on her bed and you can see her bum, the whole thing. It was disgusting. That was can disgusting. I- what is the suggestion here? That is disgusting. Shame on you, shame on yeah. you, John Woo. For well, can I just say, like, like it's well, yeah. it's something that we've done a lot of, and we've been doing it for many years, and I've always been very uncomfortable about it. Where it's like we have this idea of body positivity, and people should be free, and people should be allowed to dress how they want, and we shouldn't sexualize people just based on how they dress. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. But then we also historically, um, as a society purposefully sexualize underage girls we purposefully shoot them as you said in certain ways you see all these girls doing tiktok dances and it's like oh she's just an 11 year old doing a tiktok dance and it's like yes but she's doing a tiktok dance that someone who's in their 20s has specifically designed to be sexual in order to entice and have men look at them there is behaviors and things that we do physically that we shouldn't encourage in girls of certain ages. And we especially do it to women in these types of industries. Yeah, it was gross. It's gross. <laughs> um, just, like, I need to take a minute. It was just so uncomfortable. It, it, it was, it's, it's, there's no excuse for that scene with the bedroom. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, that was the thing. It terrifying was just... her. And the fact that the women are like, hey, my, uh, you're back. Yay. Like, yeah. What they've just been through, and we don't care. And in the, the 90s movies, the more we're watching 90s movies, I'm just like, that is... Yeah, I know. 90s are worse than the fucking 80s with the movies. It's almost like yeah, they were like, like we went- to hell with this. It's, as soon as the 80s started to, like, women started to, like, evolve at work and become, like, and the word sexual harassment started to become a word that existed. It's like the 90s films responded with, like, <laughs> a great passion against it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's our right to objectify women. That is what they're there for. Fuck you. Let's 
pretty much the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I couldn't enjoy this movie because it made me angry. And that I think we, can we segue straight into the question? Yeah. All right. Does it pass this test? Sam's Sam's test. Are the women there in their own right, Abby? I'm gonna do. I'll do a. I'll do a, like a graphic thing about what the Sam's test is. And yeah, let's do. Let's do a post because um, we probably should do that. Um, They're there in no, service of a man. No, it no, it doesn't. It doesn't pass. It could at they all. be replaced with the genders? No, no. Yeah. The only thing I will say in favor of John Woo. Is that apparently, um, was it the studio or the writers or some other people, they wanted, they didn't want, um, oh God, what's her name? Sorry. Joan Allen. Joan Allen. Joan Allen. Yeah, they didn't want her to play Eve. They wanted a younger woman and then she'd be a stepmom character. And John Wu was the one who was like, no, I want Joan Allen. Joan Allen? Joan Allen, what a mom. Yeah, we we want a real mom. He really fought for her to be... The character and for it to be like that and i yeah. i kind of appreciated that it wasn't that kind of you know classic like oh she's got to be a younger woman so and well, i liked about... her but i just felt like she was just given no character development yeah. or no she like they they just like ignore the doctor. fact of all the trauma of what she would her experience would have been in a movie like this and she's just fine at the end with her yeah like rapey husband and but the way she says like child. oh she's like as if it's her fault i've been living with him as man and wife for a week like as if it's her thing to apologize for yeah i, I didn't know i didn't know and not his thing to apologize for yeah you know like as if she needs to apologize for that yeah happy family happy family okay next question is does it pass the here comes the science test i think that there are yeah we've the, the blood type thing already if, you know no obviously what a question yeah that's the part that's the part that makes it not pass the blood type well that's the technical yeah. point that we're like ah okay. <laughs> ruins the whole plot destroyed and the bump in um all right, final verdicts. I don't know. I feel really different now because, like, to be honest, I watched it and I felt very, like, I had all these conflicting feelings because I was like, how the fuck does it have 92% on Rotten Tomatoes? But then at the same time, this movie is golden. Like, at the end, I was like, it's terrible, but it's a fucking gem. It's a gem of just, like, wonderful weird, trashy, random, crazy batshit gloriousness uh so yeah i don't know i've got all but these weird feelings we about it. it but now we, we've talked about it we yeah, stopped but now we've... Ju- we stopped judging it on the basis of like i enjoyed it or i didn't enjoy it like the fact that i, I got into it and i didn't fall asleep is not the basis that i'm giving a score i know that's that's the thing because then um, then i'm like and after we've talked about it i'm like way more bummed out about it than i was after i'd watched it ah <laughs> oh, i love when that happens in that direction i'm giving it a zero I'm giving, I'm giving face off zero. Not, I mean, not only zero from a science faces. perspective, I mean, it's just total bullshit, but also it's just like, what the fuck is this fucking movie? <laughs> I loved it when I was little. It's not good. I don't think I can go zero. It's not I can't good. go zero. I'm giving it zero just for fun. Um, for the, the face thing touching. that's in my I, mind is 1.5. 
Every time somebody touches the face, I took off a point. 1.5. Okay. Zero, 1.5. All right. I'm going 1.5. So average of 1.5. Um, <laughs> it would be really good to do a movie next that doesn't out. I mean, this was really fun, though, I have to say. Like, thank you, yeah. Face Off, for giving us a really fun hour and a half just now. But, like, let's shake it up a little bit with our next movie, shall we? Yes. Which or is? Um, we're going to do Gravity. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm ready for it now. I feel like it's time to do Gravity. Um, I feel like after this, I need an hour and a half of Sandy B in front of my face. That's the face oh, I want to yeah. look at. It's a beautiful it. movie. Have you seen it? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus. I've seen it. It's It's got a woman the whole way. I like it. I just like how <laughs> it's just her the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful movie. And I, I really like the um, the feeling, the feeling of watching that movie. Yeah. Totally. It's very I can't intense. Wait. I'm excited. So yeah, I'm super excited. It. And also because we haven't done a space movie in ages and I need to talk about space. My mom is going to be thrilled. She loves gravity. And she's actually <gasps> messaged you privately, hasn't she said gravity? Um, Alfonso Curran. Gravity in two weeks. Amazing. And next week, as I mentioned before, we're finishing up our Philip K. Dick miniseries with yep. A Scanner Darkly. And now that we've gotten to the end, I'm going to ask again for you to leave a review. But if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us on science at themovies at gmail.com or we are on Twitter at movies underscore science. We're on Instagram at science at the movies. Have I left anything out? Uh, no, if you have any recommendations of movies you would like us to do, then yeah, just, just drop us a line. We're in the mood. Let us know. <laughs> I'm in the mood for dancing. Don't know Brilliant. I think that's it. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, bitches. It's like a... You want to take his face?